you're a movement or fitness professional or enthusiast, you would have had to have been living underneath a rock to not know what versatile training is this day and age. When the pandemic hit this nation, this industry, it had to pivot hard, and it needed to strip away the one thing that it relied upon the most, its training and conditioning facilities and gyms. And the only other option that it had for several months was to go online, to do virtual training. Well, this is a podcast where we're going to dive into what we did as a business, as a team, as a coach, and how our clients reacted to it. We're going to unpack the problems that we came into, the opportunities that solved itself, or even the opportunities that were better than what we currently offered with a brick-and-mortar business. I got Coach Jonathan, who's literally just finishing up a virtual training session, and he's going to join me in this podcast. And if someone's got it dialed in, if someone who has been training in person and now is training virtual has got it figured out, and made the opportunity of virtual training come alive through the screen and through the lens, he's got it. So I'm super excited to bring you into our fold of how we as a business and how our clients as customers are now taking on virtual training full steam ahead and are amped about it. Excited to have you with us. Welcome to the Gymnazo Podcast, where you get to peek behind the curtains of what it takes to create and run a seven-figure fitness facility that ranks in the top 5% of boutique fitness studios for revenue. But to be honest, that's the least important thing about us. Founded by me, Michael Hughes, Gymnazo has created an ecosystem of services that blend performance with restoration techniques and attracts top coaches to its facility. Hosted by its owners, Peyton and myself, and our top coaches. This podcast shares our best practices on everything from how to build a sustainable fitness business to how to program for maximum results to how to build a hybrid training module that's online and in person. We have marketing secrets, movement innovation, and breaking down trends in the industry. If you're a fitness professional or a fitness business owner, this is where you learn how to sharpen your skills and to see maximum results. So Jonathan, you just got done with a virtual training session. Yep. And would you say coming out of college that you would be a virtual training coach? No. Honestly, like the coaching thing in general, probably no. So speaking in front of people sometimes, not the easiest thing. Um, but with virtual, certainly did not see like a full virtual shift in the future, at least from my perspective, no. No. In fact, I, if I could chime in, I was almost resistant to it five years ago. Like, ah, you don't do virtual. Training in person is the way to train. Well, because people think that like without it, you're going to lose like energy or you're like, there's a different feel, but that's not really the case, I don't think. No, it's, or even like you, you, you can't do it because like, oh, you don't have the facility, you don't have the equipment, you don't have the space, um, you don't have like the avail- availability to show movement. And I would say that we would disprove every single one of those. Right. Well, even like without facility, take facility off the table, equipment definitely would be, you know, something that would be a little bit of an obstacle, but I think you'd even use a smaller facility and still hit like a wider audience. Even if you just have like a small studio, you have your house, you're using your garage, you just need space for you to operate. If you're going virtual, you don't really need the space for like a whole crew, a whole group. Right now, for like you as being a coach or someone being an actual athlete in, in that? I think both. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I right. think you can use less space and have the same effect. Because I know for like the first month when everything kind of hit, I didn't come into the facility, I don't think not once. I did right. every virtual session from my house, from my living room. So it was wake up, pop out of bed, get ready, get in front of the camera, get in front of my computer, and go. Yeah. And you saw the clients doing the same thing. Right. Which is actually like... Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it was nice. <laughs> Roll out it of was bed. Nice. Yeah. No car ride, no traffic, nothing, no headache like that. An extra 15 minutes of sleep every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is really awesome. But obviously having the facility, having like a different background, having that more formal setting, it does help, but it's definitely not something that I would say is necessary. No. So 2021 right now, the whole industry just went through a massive flip. I would call like a 10 year or a decade push into the future. Not saying that people weren't there before, right? You know, there's certainly, we're not, you know, we're not like the pole bearers by any means, Mm -hmm. but certainly that point where if you're not going virtual, my bold statement is ah, good luck. 
good luck staying in the game at the level of growth that you're going to see other people have. Exactly. Right? That's it. I'm not saying you're not going to grow. I'm not saying that you're not going to be successful, but you're going to have like the shadow being over overdrawn in, in the industry. Be like, oh, I wish I would have. That's my feeling on it. Well, it you seems know? like with it, it opens up more opportunity too. Like there's been a couple of sessions and I'm sure you've had a couple of folks in your session where they're not local by like any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, there's, we're like across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like 10 hour time difference yeah. kind of a vibe. And so for having that accessibility to reach those kind of people, that's, I mean, that's huge. So if you're not going the kind of virtual route, mm-hmm. you I mean, you could be fine. You could feel more comfortable, but you're definitely missing out on like a big opportunity of more growth, like you were saying. Right. And that's what I think is really interesting as, as a coach, you know, like, okay, how do I market to my local area? How do I get more people? You know, my competition, there's only 44,000 people in our town. Right. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is an interesting stat. There is more fitness businesses in our town per capita than San Jose up north with a million people. Really? So there's more competition in our town mm-hmm. per capita than a million person town up north. That's how crazy this area is. And so we're all fighting for that 44,000. I mean, obviously there's surrounding towns and things like that, but just to get our, our head wrapped around that, that's now gone. Yeah. Like gone. Like now we have the ability to get, what, 7 billion people in this world? Something like that. Right? We could, right? For sure. Definitely. And that changes the whole paradigm shift to be like this scarcity mindset versus abundance. Like there's just no way. Well, because talking about, so 10 hour time difference, someone pops in a session, they hear about us, however they hear about us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the platform is. Or our own members, right? Yeah, or members, yeah. Family members that live across, I got a cousin who lives in Tennessee, except Yeah, yeah. from this person to that person, just kind of following that path. But then you get other folks who see what we're doing and they get interested in like, how did you guys get the knowledge of what you're doing? Like, how how do I do what you guys are doing now? Like, how do I become that kind of a trainer? To where, like, I feel comfortable in front of the camera. I arguably feel more comfortable in front of the camera than in front of an in-person group. Now, at least. Yeah. Break that down. So, like, for me, and I was talking to some folks, uh, Melt Mold Move earlier. So, foam roll, stretch, recalibrate everything, that kind of a session. I was talking to him outside and kind of got started talking about school, how kids are going through education, things like that, and what they were feeling like. And my point was, in my mind, if I'm in front of the camera... For one, I can see everybody without having to look around a room. I have everybody directly in front of me, so it's a little bit easier, a little bit more comfortable in that regard. But also, if everybody's kind of muted, because with Zoom, you have the option, there's chit-chat, you know, typically warm-up chit-chat. But after that, it's muted, so in my mind, everything's going well. (laughs) (laughs) No one's complaining. Yeah, so if, if something comes up, then, hey, unmute yourself, hey, chat box, and always make sure, hey, if you feel anything, let me know, and you're always checking in. But I just default to, hey, things are going smooth right now. All my jokes are landing. Everything I'm telling them is like perfect. So I feel super comfortable in front of the camera. I would say, I would hope, right? Because this is certainly not how I started. But how comfortable do you feel in front of your own mirror? I'll say a few people will be like, well, I don't really like the way I look. But, you know, but relatively, you're talking to yourself. Right. What's the difference? Well, see, like, I would even say it's, in front of the camera, like, you're a harsh critic on yourself. And so most of the time it's going to be, if you are feeling uncomfortable in front of the camera, it's not going to be what other people are thinking. It's more likely just you You're on kind it. of in your own head yeah, a little that, bit, right? Yeah. This, that is the point. <laughs> that, yeah. Is, yeah. that is the wall that needs to, to be surmounted. Yeah. So people are – we're always our own harshest critic, like myself included. Super hard on myself. But like you got to understand, a lot of the stuff that you're like overanalyzing, other people, they're not even seeing that. So if some, if or some, care, or care, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, I slipped up on this word. Oh, I last session. So what an hour ago mm-hmm. I started the wrong timer. And like, so it started, it was supposed to be a minute timer. It was 25 second timer. And so it started going and I didn't catch it for about five seconds. I was like, Oh, oh well, something's going on. Just, you turn it into, Hey, extra reps. I'm not going to tell the boss about this one. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to charge you. We're not going to charge you kind of a thing. So they don't care. In my mind, I was like, Oh, how do I fix this? But yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable in front of the camera. And it seems like if you trust what you're doing and if you have confidence in like your own 
like methodology, your own product in mm-hmm. a sense, then you should be able to like face that task and you're going to be fine. Yeah. And I think that's a huge piece of confidence that a lot of people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the coach's standpoint, like this is something you can do. If you have the ability, the guts, whatever, to get up in front of a group of two, 10, 25 and coach in real time where you can see their face reactions. You can, you know, da, 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 da. They can talk back like, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can do this. Just, I think the hardest part is tech, right? Yes. Cause tech doesn't work perfectly. And yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Like every session, I think there's something, there's kind of some, it's not like a, something broke, but like the mic doesn't sync on the first shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. So you just redo it, you know, or et cetera, you know, um, and I, I, I want to go back to like how, you know, what forced us into this, right? It was COVID, right? Without a question. Mm-hmm. And the way we look at it now, almost, almost a year later, we're like, no big deal. I'm not saying we're, we're the best in the world at it. You know, we're still fine at that level of growth, but there's certain things that we did and I want to know what you did. And I'm going to speak from what we did from on the tech side, right? To make it the system, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost like when you walk into your facility, quote unquote, your gym, or the case is like, you know, lights on, you know, da, 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 this, get the equipment out, you know, spray bot, whatever case is. Now we have the tech side of that, you know, and we have, we have almost what I would call our mobile filming studio. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk, talk about that. So what's your process? Like what's your, it's, it's game day for you Monday through Saturday. Some, some days, you Mm -hmm. know, how do you get ready? Um, similar to as if it wasn't virtual, like first thing I do pop open the email, kind of check, Hey, anything going on, anything I should be updated on for work. Uh, and then checking class schedule and you're still going to get different vibes from different people. So sometimes you have, you know, one person who stays muted the entire workout, doesn't have their video going. You can kind of plan accordingly for that. Then you have the other person that, hey, I don't like to be muted. I want to make sure I can talk the entire time. So just kind of figuring out what energy is going to be in each session. Because again, a lot of people think not having face-to-face interaction, there's not going to be any energy there. Not the case at all. You got, we have one client, always has a good uh, music in the background. So always is dancing in between sets. So you're catching her energy like, all right, she's dancing. Like she's, she's really feeling the workout. So I go through the class list, kind of gauge how my energy is going to be throughout the day. Um, make sure you get there a little bit, a little bit earlier. But I mean, we're used to that too. You're typically not showing up when your gym's going to open. You're going to show up a little bit earlier, make sure everything's dialed in. So make sure microphones are on, make sure your microphones are charged, uh, computers plugged in. But I would, I would say more shout out to you for the tech side of things because that would be the part that I'd probably be most, I would say, stressed about, I guess. But you dialed in, you know, computers. You made sure, hey, this is a good microphone. We checked the reviews. The reviews say this one's, you know, five out of five stars. So all the kind of behind the scenes, getting the equipment ready, I think, I think you helped handle that exponentially to where that wasn't even really a concern for me. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I appreciate that. Because there's still, like, tech issues, you know. Um, Timer won't work. Sometimes video doesn't work. Right. Microphone is dead. There was a 6 a.m. session in the, in the early months of the pandemic. Showed up, got everything going. And for whatever reason, it just like cut out. It's like, all right, how do I fix this? Pulled out my phone, mm-hmm. set my phone in front of me, got on the Zoom call, coded on my phone. Right. So you got to be able to adapt, but... It's not, not as crazy as a lot of folks think it is. Yeah, it's because to me, like, unless there's a power outage, right. you have an option. Mm-hmm. I really do. In modern first world options, right, we either have a cell phone, iPad, computer. At right? least, yeah. At least, I mean, you know. A lot of folks have a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like it's, again, besides literally no internet, that's the only thing that can stop you, you know. Which in person, obviously you don't need anything. You mm-hmm. just, you know, besides a hurricane, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some natural stuff. Right. But usually you'd lose internet when you lose, when you get a hurricane. You know, to me, it's like, like, don't put up these, these barriers. Like, oh, it's going to be too, too hard. But I got to say, and to the point, thank you about the tech side. But yeah, like there's a lot that goes in, into this. And I don't want to, sh- I don't want to whitewash it. You know? Right. Like right. there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm a, 
kind of do my best so people kind of have an idea of what it is. And I'm not talking about like Peloton stuff. Like that's film studio type stuff. And, you know, we're certainly going to be bigger and better than them sooner or later, you know, wink, wink, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But what they, you know, but basically what happens is like you need, you need to um, capture sound, capture video, and then have the camera, whether it be a FaceTime camera on your laptop or DSLR camera, you know, like the Sony's and the, you know, et cetera, uh, Canon's. But like, you, it's amazing. And I get, I, I want to give so much like credit to like people who make production films oh, because yeah. it's like, whoa, like I see what's going on. And, you know, it's just like to the right wire, to the right, you got to have the HDMI mini, not micro, but mini. Mm-hmm. And that was a few, thank goodness for Amazon Prime and free returns. But <laughs> you know, highly recommend everyone take advantage of. Um, like getting all that set up. But the coolest part is, is that I didn't have to learn myself. Like there's people that have been doing this for a long time. You just got to find them on YouTube. Find Honestly, us, we put out our own content on, on how to do it. You know, it's a really selfless plug there. But... You know, it's like if the information is out there, just are you willing to look for it? And I'll say, are you willing to look for it just the same way as you're look, willing to look for um, a cool core program or if you're a, a client or if you're a trainer, like what certification to take, right? You just take research on it. Right. And to put it all together, um, once it's done, it's like, I just kind of look at it. It's like hiking that super large hill. Like once you're there and the view is breathtaking, the opportunity, you know, to see where you can go next is unsurmountable. And this is the same way as we talked about, you know, clients from literally across the Pacific Ocean. And that's really, really cool. There is one thing that I really want to share with, with people that are, if, if you're a coach, want to go virtual. You know, like Back to the Future 1, 2, 3, mm-hmm. the, mate, the one thing that made that DeLorean fly was a flux capacitor, right? Yep. There is something called that I believe is the flux capacitor of virtual training. And it's basically, it, the product that we use, and I, I really want to give this one out there, is called a, it's basically a cam link. Oh, and yeah, yeah that, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. It's hidden behind everything, uh-huh. but if you don't have that, man, that's like the flux capacitor of the whole thing. Well, it has like that whole stock, because you're talking about how like adds like the Gymnasium logo, Ecamm, timers. Like, it, it makes the camera, everything mic, Talk to the software, talk to the computer, and make it have that quality, you know. That seamless. That seamlessly just, through. Yeah. When, like, for me, I remember the day we got, like, the little Gymnazo logo added up in the little corner. I was like, ooh, okay. Spicy. Like, yeah, it's like, this is, like, it's getting official now. Because it goes from being on your computer, which is totally fine, because another point I wanted to say was back to, like, people being their, their own, like, self-hardest critic, is your clients are going to understand if something does go a little bit off. For the most part, you're gonna have some clients that are just like, no, 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 it has to be perfect. Not realistic. There's gonna be days where quality might be a little bit down and it goes unstable and like I did, you gotta switch to your phone or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. But people are are willing to accept that kind of stuff because it's not just us that's going through that, it's name an industry that's not going through that right now. True. They're all all hitting that. But yeah, that that Ecamm Live software, man, is is sweet. So I, I, I think, yeah, I, that's like the hidden, the hidden gem. So what do you think about for people that are like, nah, virtual training is not, not for me, from the athlete or the coach side? It's, it's tough to say because I see both sides. Like as a client, I know given whatever your job is, you're probably in front of Zoom a lot. They're already doing Zoom meetings. Maybe your kid's in Zoom stuff, like a Zoom classroom. And so you're like, man, I'm just in front of the camera a lot. Like I would much rather be in front of people. Totally get that side. Like I might even some days be on that side. But you got to realize the opportunity, like we were saying earlier, there's so much more opportunity, especially from, so from a trainer standpoint, you're missing out on a lot. You might, you know, tread water for a bit, but you're not going to be cruising to where like, hey, there's growth. We're pulling in more clients. From a client standpoint, it's super easy to fall off that kind of motivation wagon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, hey, I'll just, I'm going to do this on my own. And you start real strong. That, that New Year's resolution kind of push in the first month. And then everybody kind of dies off by February. But having that virtual, even if it's not what you thought it was going to be, if it's not the same, mm-hmm. you still have a coach there for accountability. Key. Accountability is huge. Key. Huge. Yeah. So you still have a coach there for accountability. 
Like for us, you're signing up for a class, now it's on your calendar. Like, hey, I said I'm gonna do this, and just that extra little bit is like, all right, I'm not gonna go back and not do it now. So that accountability piece, I think, just for, like, for the clients, so speaking more towards the client on that one, that would be huge. And even though it doesn't seem like much, it's, it's a big, big piece. Mm. I was looking at this, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of businesses Joe, training businesses, uh, the stat that I just got from MindBody, um, you know, which MindBody Online, you know, they manage 60,000 spa, wellness, um, training and facility. Uh, they don't manage, but they, are, they provide software, so they have, they, have, they have data, fitness facilities. And they're saying like uh, they don't expect, excuse me, they expect that uh, 25 to 35%, you know, rough numbers on that one, don't reopen. You know, that Ooh. this is going to knock them out. Like, done, done, done. Like, their clients will not be coming, coming back. Right. So, we look at that. It's like, okay, wow. So, that means, that, but that's like brick and mortars, right? Mm-hmm. So, that doesn't mean that someone can, can't pick up their living room and start rocking and rolling and doing virtual. Absolutely. You know, so that's kind of from the, from the trainer side. But then on the, on the um, client side, you look at how many businesses are still not coming into the office. Or I just read in the news, Dropbox, not that long ago, literally is getting rid of their in-office locations. And just going pure, Gone. Like yeah, online stuff. Go, completely stuff. work at home. Not completely. There's little pods, long, long story short. But they're, like, if you work for, for Dropbox, you're, there is no office to go into anymore. Hmm. They got rid of it. So then you have all those people, millions of people that live in the suburbs but work in the cities. And their gym was in the, in the city because they'd go before work, after work, during lunch. Now they're not going there anymore. Like how many, how many training and conditioning places does that affect? Yeah, a lot. A lot, yeah. So like, but you can still have them if you offer virtual training. Right. Because they can still work from their home. And I bet they're like eager, like eager to work out. Because when someone gets out of bed, goes right to work in their living room or their office, and then goes right to kids or family or boyfriend, girlfriend, and then does it all over again. It's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of monotonous. I was going to say the monotony of it. You just... need something to break it up. And some people love it, no doubt about it. Some people are like, I've been waiting for this to happen. Yeah, yeah. But for the majority of people, I really think it's a, it's a big deal that um, this is a huge plus. It's a huge plus for a lot of people to, to really, I don't know, attach themselves to something that's brand new and ride the first wave. It's very exciting. It's definitely very exciting. The only other side of that is like people do say, and like the reason I started, hey, I got to get out of the house, come back to the facility was everything was just at home. Mm -hmm. But you could also like a way to switch that up is some sessions I would be coaching in the living room or working out in the living room. Mm -hmm. Then you just turn your computer, take a couple steps outside. You're in a whole new environment. Now you're working out in the sun. You're coaching in the sunshine. You're doing all this cool stuff. So you have that variability it's just so it's so versatile that again it's almost like you have to be you have to be making this pivot you have to be taking the steps towards this direction at least in some way shape or form whether you're doing it through you know zoom meetings whether you're doing it through facebook live like we were doing for a while mm-hmm. um, instagram live stuff just whatever product you have there's some way to make it virtual and get it to people because everybody has social media right like everybody has social media well they have access to it yeah right so I've heard clients say to you or to me about you that certain sessions, well, not certain sessions, that they said, this is better. I appreciate better. that. You know, I definitely appreciate that. You got it. Would you like, how's it better? You, I, you know, you have to believe it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if not, then they wouldn't have said it because you were putting the effort in. It's mm-hmm. like, so I know it kind of covered it slightly, but how'd you, how'd you make it better? Or how'd you make it at least the same, you know? I think just keeping that same authentic vibe of like this, like who I am in front of you is who I am in front of the camera, is who I am at my house, is who I am drinking a beer with CJ, is who I am wherever I'm at. Mm. So even in front of the camera, I'm still like off the cuff, funky jokes, dance moves, calling people out for doing something silly, like never, never rude, obviously, but just keeping it, again, consistency. It was consistent from being in front of 18 people to being in front of hmm. 18 people online. So either in person, online. The tricky one was, luckily I, I like to talk a lot, but the tricky one was Facebook Live. 
So that's the one where it's kind of, you don't really get that feedback mm. where at least in Zoom, at least in like the Google version, I'm not sure what the Google version is, but you, could, you see people for the most part. Facebook Live was... You're looking at a lens, literally. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're just seeing your, you're coming back. So talking about looking in the mirror. So I could see people kind of like, ah, I don't know. But then you just ask for something. Like, hey, you guys know I love emojis. Like, let's get some emojis going before we get this workout started. Mm-hmm. And people sending you lightning bolts, hearts, little crisscross sledgehammers, things like that. So just keeping, keeping it fun and just keeping it authentic, I think is how, is how we made it like that. Or how I made it, I mean, better or at least the same. Yeah, I'm just stoked to hear people. People are loving it that <laughs> much. Man. I've I've straight up heard it. Yeah, I to be honest, for those listening, like we have clients that are not coming back to our facility, oh, flat out for sure. But the cool thing is, there's still remaining clients. Mm-hmm. We've had clients that have moved away, and unfortunately, that was always a really in the past. It was a sad day because they didn't leave because you had bad service. They didn't leave because they got hurt. They just left because their life changed and they had to move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But they're still clients with us. Like, I want people to hear that. Like, if you're a client, you can still have that amazing, cool, awesome coach that you've had for three years, four years plus, and still have them alongside with you. It doesn't have to be in the same room. And if you're that amazing coach that wants that client to remain with you, you can still have that. Yeah. And what's even really cool is if you heard about this cool coach that lives in New York City, mm-hmm. you can train with them. It's like, I'm amped. Like, this is... It's amazing how I kind of went through my own 180 turn, like, oh, this is just, you know, no way. It's never going to be the same until you're forced with it. Like, no, make it work. You know, even to the point where I had a client who was up in the mountains and uh, went mountain biking all day, hit it super hard and uh, just, you know, going from literally desk sitting to mountain biking, their back got completely spazzed out. Mm-hmm. And they're calling, but like, can you help? I'm like, yeah, open up the Zoom. And yeah. you're like, Okay. How do I do this? I can't touch them. I can't, you know, I can't really, I don't have any tools. I don't have a massage table. I don't have, you know, a, 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 I was like, what, do you have a, do you have a foam roller? It's like, I, I do. I'm like, oh, perfect. Just a start. At least a start. start. Yeah. If not, I was going to have them like open up like a, get like a bottle of something to yeah, <laughs> roll figures, on it, right? Figure something out. But it's really cool because it pushes you to be like, what is possible? Mm-hmm. You know, get, getting rid of your preset limitations and saying, no, 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 you make it happen. And once you do it, it's kind of that one thing, like once you finally do something, you get that kind of side, like, wow, okay, I can do that again. <laughs> and then it makes it a little bit hard, like, well, if I did that, I guess I can do this. And I think that's what, what, this, what people really need because taking care of one's own body is hard. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like to me, like, the more expensive something is, the harder it is to maintain it, but the more important it is to maintain it Absolutely. and the human body, right? It's kind of a priceless tool in a sense, but it really needs that importance of maintenance. If you can have access literally anywhere there's internet. And last time I checked, SpaceX is launching satellites. <laughs> so pretty much there's going to be no excuses in about a few months. And I think what you said too, is a lot of folks concern is like when you're saying, all right, how do I do this? Like, obviously like we have like the true stretch cages, right? A lot of folks don't have that at their house. We have mobility sticks or stick mobility. A lot of folks may not have that. A lot of clients now for us do right. because we kind of we worked with that. Ooh, yeah, we and, should dive into that. Yep. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, but at the same time, there's always something around that you can make work. So say that person you're talking about didn't have a foam roller. You said grab like some kind of a hard object. Grab, I mean, whatever you got, there's right. a way to make it work. It might you know, not be optimal, but it's going to help. Right. So as long as you can kind of pivot and figure out, you just got to be creative. Mm-hmm. Creativity and then the consistency part are going to be like the two, I think, biggest things. You know, you remind me of something when we went through our education through the Great Institute and going through GIFT. Um, one thing that stood out to me is they said a great coach, not a good coach, but a great coach, great movement coach, all they need is four walls and themselves. Exactly. To deliver the most world-class session possible. Exactly. And I was like, I, was, I looked, I was like, no equipment? Like nothing? None. Just four walls? That's it. And that's it. And I, I believe it. I really believe it. Like, think about it right now. If you took everything out of the room we're in, all the equipment, all the cool stuff, 
there's so many different stretches you could figure out just by having extra stability of a wall, extra, I mean, different hand placements on yeah. the wall. For corner placement. of a wall for kind of love, Corner right? of a wall. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, you just got to know, and maybe it takes a little extra studying. Maybe you got to put in a little extra work, but that's just like that kind of beginning piece. Like you were saying, climbing that mountain, maybe at the beginning, it might be a little bit tough, but then once you're at the top and you can start to see those other peaks, you're like, I've done this. Like for me right now, I'm filming a podcast. <laughs> now that it's under my belt a little bit, I'm a little more comfortable about it. But like once you've done that and you've seen that peak, then you just know that there's more opportunity, that you're capable of doing that. It takes that work. It's not easy. It may look easy on the other side. It's not. But once you do that, you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And that is probably the most encouraging thing. As most people, it's like, oh, it's too hard. I don't have anything around me. Or... Um, I can't make it in time. Mm. You know, I love that. Like, uh, we have a particular program, those listening, that we actually stopped offering in person. And we won't offer it in person anymore. And it's our female core. And we realized one of the biggest barriers for a female, for a mom in particular, to get here was their children. Right? That's hard. Right, right, I mean, right. I mean, for now being a dad, like, I, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's not like a dog. You can just hang out for f- four hours, you know? Yeah. It's like, you just can't leave. And get in the crate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be back. I'll be yeah. back. But it's not the case. So, like, if you know, when we have specialized care that we can give and they can knock it out during a nap time or even with the sweet little one just crawling around, no big deal. That's like, it's like, it's like, like I said, it's better than what it was. You know, like this, it's better. It's not like a Band-Aid. It's an increased value and opportunity. Well, I think too, like with some folks, even if their little one, son, daughter, baby, toddler, whoever it is, isn't asleep. Like one of my favorite things is in those sessions, like when people come like through the background. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I don't like, like someone's significant like, hey. other comes to the background. Oh, hey, Kathleen, what's up? <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, Karen, what's up? Or like uh, another client working out 6 a.m. trying to get it done before everybody's awake. Son wakes up joins the workout you see him trying to emulate the moves right he's trying to do the same thing bumps into the couch like everybody's having a good time it's right. it's almost that extra piece that you couldn't have that in a facility no. that's can't have little kids running around no. but at the house and that little kid now sees what his dad's doing sees what his mom's doing mm-hmm. and sees it himself like is that not influencing him like oh, is it, that not yeah. a positive right like Trying to copy what mom's doing. Like, oh, mom's doing push-ups. All right, I'm going to try and do whatever version of a push-up a little right. kid's push-up looks like. Right. But I, I've, always, I've always loved that piece. Oh, man, that dives into totally deeper. Like, you know, this is, I don't know. I wake up every day and I kind of say to myself, how am I going to help change the world today? Mm. You know? And it's just little pinpricks every day. And I hope the day before I die, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big dent. Right. You know, like, what do we do? Well, you affect those who don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Right, you build. I mean, it's all about awareness to me. Like step not, number one on anything, you have to have awareness of it. Absolutely. And that five-year-old has awareness of a type two spine motion. They have no idea what it is, but like, oh, they 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 tried it out. Yep. <laughs> but, just trying to reach in different ways. Just trying to reach. Yeah, it's like that's like uh, to me. Thanks for bringing that up because that's uh, there's a lot of hidden gems. And I honestly, when we started this conversation, I was like, oh yeah, it's like. There's what are we going to talk about? Like, oh, okay, this is oh yeah, like and now we're yeah. getting like. Oh, the deep, like, changing of the next generation in terms of fitness and movement and health. When we're all like, oh, people are just sitting in desks more often. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Automation is going to kill us. Uh, Automation may save us. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because before all this stuff hit, we didn't offer, at least to my knowledge, a youth session. And I'm not saying that this impacted that or influenced that, but maybe that helps, you know, further ignite that if someone's fourth, fifth grader, whatever the age is, sees mom and dad moving, hey, how can I, I wanna do that, but now we have a a version of that tailored for them. Mm -hmm. So it's just another opportunity that's changing, like what I think, changing PE, changing how kids should be thinking about movement. Because comparing how I think about movement now here versus before this, I mean, night and day, way different. So getting that in their mind early on, and before this, I mean by before gymnazo, mm. it's shifted completely. By getting that like implemented or planting that seed in a four-year-old's mind of just doing a reach, type two reach, type one, type one reach, whatever the case may be, that's gonna help them so much down the road, like so much down the road. Yeah. And the modeling too, right? Like 
And they, like, when I walk out of my house, my kids don't know what I do. Yeah. You know? They don't know. They have no idea. I come back and then, you know, it's just this, like, gap. It's like waking up, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, I'm, I'm just so resonating on the fact that, like, now kids are seeing their parents work out. But they never saw them. They've been working out for a decade. Never yeah. saw them do it. But now they're seeing them do it. And, ah, man. Sorry, that gives me the tingles. No, that really great. does. That it's, just, it's such a good part of it. It's uh, definitely one of my favorite parts of it, for sure. It shows them what they're... Because, again, you get clients coming back, especially, like, clients here. You have clients who are just hardcore, love gymnasium. And they talk about that a bunch at home. And the kid's kind of like, all right, you know... <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. But now that they're seeing it, they're like, oh, like, I get it. Now I know what's so cool about it. I understand like the magic behind it because we're, we're taking that magic to their living room, mm-hmm. to you know, bedroom, garage, patio, deck, whatever it is. Yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it here just a little bit because you know, we're taking them in their cool spots. You know, and I, you know, or something I really try to harp on about the coaches in this industry, and it's a really hard industry to be in because you're kind of a slave to the trade, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in front of clientele in this industry, you're not getting paid. You know, there's no, there's really hard to have like residual income or passive income in this in- industry, especially right. when one hour is worth essentially one dollar in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, to take vacations is, is the trainers just really don't, they don't do it. And, you know, what we're really trying to do, you know, is, you know, is to offer that. And this is like so cool because you just bring your laptop with you on vacation. Yep. Right. Let's say you cut back your training by 50%. You open up your laptop. You can be in some sweet poolside, your own pool, private pool, whatever. I don't know. You yeah, can anywhere. name it. Yeah. You fire up the internet and you're back working again. Now, I mean, I get it. You're working on vacation. Not ideal. But if you have nothing... You just go, I'm going to just knock out three hours. You shut the, the laptop down. You do a backflip in the pool. You're done. I mean, there yeah, you go. Like, and you're what a, good. And you're good to go. So it's like, again, it's a, it's a step. It's a cool step that I think this industry really needs because people give so much. Like a trainer gives. And you've gone home on, on days where you're just, you're just wiped. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like you're not going to talk to anybody. Your neighbor wants to chat with you. Like, nah, you know. No, just, just straight into the down. house, straight like, to the couch or bed. Right, exactly. And that's the industry. Like that's what, it, you know, just someone like someone who's throwing a, throwing a hammer and nails around. Like it's the same thing. Like they may chat it up, but they're like, nah, I'm not going to play pickup ball. Like right. I'm, I'm toasted. Mm-hmm. So it just provides that opportunity again where um, – I don't know. I, I think it opens doors where doors were just like it wasn't even a door. Right, <laughs> it was yeah. just it was, a brick wall. It wasn't even a thought, really. Right, like, no one even considered it because there's been days I went home for something. I was home for like an extended weekend. Had like Monday off. It was a holiday. Decided to go home on Thursday because Friday was fully virtual. And I'm coaching from back home. Shut it down. I'm barbecuing with my dad. I'm having you know steak, just hanging out, messing around, shooting the shit. Then a little bit later, hey, I got a session. Poop, pop it back up, and I'm good to go again. So it, having that opportunity, it, it allows you to be closer with your family, significant others, mm-hmm. friends who would go on vacation. You can, as, I mean, not likely, but right now, I, I guess I technically could be in Hawaii, and then boom, pop it open, right. coach a session. And clients dig that too right? because there's a certain authentic piece of like, hey, this is what I'm doing in my world. Mm-hmm. Welcome to what I got going on right now. Right. Right, and here's the next thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tie tie this in, but like, so we offer a coaching program called the Multidimensional Movement Coach, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all about teaching the methodologies that we've basically gathered and pieced together and essentially systematized, right? And we find that you know we gotta put that out there, you know, it is it's like we realize we have such an amazing team of people. I think people should join this this team, and we and we finally put it into videos, put it into a coursework, put it into a cert- certification. And we not only teach the virtual training, we teach the personality, how to teach different personality types. We teach how to get the right equipment going, how to program to train anybody anywhere. Like that's super important. And we normally just dial that in about how to use the tech, how to use um, just this concept of that. You can train someone for, per, for like professional sports in a sense. I mean, you use that kind of performance and then all the way to someone who has like plantar fascia pain. And you can, you can treat that person in a session, whether it be one-on-one, whether it be group, and you can take care of them, at least get them through the workout smiling. You right. know? So with all that being said, like that's something that we've done and we put out there. The virtual part of it is there, but here's the cool part about it. 
like let's say I wanted to go work for I don't know I'm mean, like on it right okay they're in Austin Texas yep right mm-hmm. I want to go work there they're like no man you got to move to Austin I'm like I don't want to move to Austin well I can now work on it right by definition because the cool thing is we have people that we've got certified now and we've got people that are reaching out to us who want to work for us. I'm like, all right, cool, move to slow. But that but that's, doesn't have to happen anymore. Like we can have someone literally in Wisconsin right. who wants to work for us from our clients, our staff. And that's, to me, that's what I love so much. Like trainers want to be gurus. You know, they want to understand movement at a high level and not very many, many of them want to have to open up a business Put some brick and mortar together, order it up, process. insurance, payroll. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just it's work. It's, work. Work. it's a, a lot, lot of, work. of work. A lot of work. So now it's like it opens up this opportunity where people can learn and connect in these communities of trainers can come together and they don't ever have to be in the same community. Yeah, to me, that's like I'm super amped about that next level. From the industry standpoint is like, oh, yeah, we got 25 coaches who are working for us. Like, oh, yeah, where they all live. Not where I live. Like, try, try and name it. And yeah. There probably one there. <laughs> right. Because well, we had somebody I thought, and I, I could be wrong, but I thought someone was East Coast, right? Did someone East Coast go through it? Uh, we have East Coast. We have uh, New York City. Okay. We have uh, Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And we got West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So people are just, I mean, all over, literally all over the map, just checking in. This is how you guys do this. All right. Going through the process, learning what we learned, and just having that deeper understanding. And now, in a sense, part of the team. Right. Like part of the crew right. just had never had to come to slow. No. If they wanted to, they could. Right. And, they can, and they can train the same clients that, that we have because it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what the, what the, what, what the, what the backdrop is. Mm. That's why I'm kind of excited. Like now it's going to be like green screen because we can do that. Yep. Yep. We can do that. So just get this cool green screen. Be like, I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out some, it, somehow. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just that even that piece a little bit more consistent there. And I think the more, like you're saying, going through that whole process, understanding what we know, and then refining not what's necessary, but what could enhance the process. Mm. So I know I mentioned earlier, like for the most part, we dig vipers. Like, like hey, if you, yeah. want, you know, if you want a good piece of equipment, this is one that we trust. And so now if you could program to a certain piece of equipment for cooldowns, hey, we like this kind of foam roller and we like stick mobility, the mope sticks. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of refine that, then it just slowly and slowly, the experience just gets better and better and better. And then you catch that little hiccup every once in a while. Like, oh, all right. Well, we could fix that by doing this. And then better and better and better. And this is in versus that big building process. It's just small little tweaks, small little changes, small little refinements to make things just that much better as you're moving through it. Right, and that was just, honestly, to kind of go through the, through. I really want people to know the roadblocks that we ran into. And if the roadblocks still there, I want to be honest about it, but the ones that we have gone over, I want people to be able to say like, oh wow, cool, they did it, then I, I can do it. And that was the one big piece. When we started going, it was all body weight. Yeah. It was all body weight. <clears throat> and that ran, we you know, had to redo all of our programming to do body weight. And that lasted for, uh, I'd say, about a good two months. Yeah. Three, three months. And then guess what happened? The, the human mind wants more. Yeah, I'm bored. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's a good thing, right? That's mm-hmm. a good thing. So it's like, okay, I'm bored. What are we going to do about it? I'm like, well, how do we get our equipment into their houses? And we had a short-term win. I don't want to focus too much on it, but it was just renting out our equipment, giving out our equipment. But let's say... Let's say that's not a possibility for you. It's really building the equipment bundle that matches your programming. I want mm-hmm. to give people that idea. We took five pieces of equipment. I, I want to say maybe six. But two of them were a foam ball and a foam roller. Right. The third was a mope stick mm-hmm. or a broomstick or a PVC pipe. Yeah, you know, I'm the just, little cobweb duster is yeah, a popular Yeah, I almost one. be honest with you guys. <laughs> you know, in a foam ball, you don't, you don't need a foam ball. You just do a pumped up soccer ball. Yeah, you know, any like, of it. Seriously. And then we threw in, uh, which we don't even have yet because it's still back order, <laughs> some dumbbells, uh, Viper, sandbag, and then a real cool um, uh, foldable speed ladder. Oh, yeah. The little hex- right? hexagon. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think all said and done, it was like a $500 to $1,000 investment one time. Now, I look at that, oh, well, that's a lot of money. Well, 
Not really when you're going to a gym spending spending from fifty to two hundred dollars per month. Mm-hmm. That's you know you can pay that up in a few months. You know that's right. no big deal, and it's yours forever. And if you can do that, like, and that was a really cool thing that I that I'm so glad that we worked hard on, made it happen, because our programming, it's so it's, we got we got refined, we simplified, and now you realize what you can get a solid workout with just those seven tools. And you don't even you know, need all seven. You don't know, no. In fact, you we don't so even, many options. Yeah. yeah, we don't even. You really use all seven all the all the time. Right. You could go. Hey, if if whatever your as a client, whatever your budget is, maybe you can't get the power box, the Viper, the sandbell, the this, that, the other thing. But maybe you can get you know just a sandbell, just like the sand weight. Maybe you can get just the Viper, and that also opens up a door of communication between client and coach, client and gym owner. Like, what do you recommend? Like, what do you, what do you think as the coach, as the gym owner, like, what do you recommend as being the best piece? If I can only afford one thing, someone was asking me yesterday, if I can only get either a Viper or stick mobility, Mopstick, like, what do you recommend? And so then that allows like that kind of communication, it builds trust, it builds just something about that connection Mm -hmm. is is so important because they they trust what you're doing. And without that, you're, you're missing a piece. Yeah. So just having those options is huge. Yeah. Recommended most sick, by the way. Yeah, but it also it depends on, on the person, right? Yeah, right, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah, for those mo- mo- stickers out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great uh, piece of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. Big fan, big fan. Um, another, another big roadblock we had to um, overcome was, you know, we train, you know, groups of, you know, 12 to 16 people. And uh, it's really hard to see that many people on a 13 diagonal screen laptop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we did is uh, we had a, a heart rate monitoring system up, and obviously no one's coming to the facility, so the heart rate monitoring system didn't work. So uh, these are 70-inch TV screens that we bought, uh, I don't know, five year, years ago. And I'm like, oh, gosh, how do we get a big old screen? I don't know how it came to me, or I just had to look up. But long story short, right. like, oh. Literally just pick the head up and yeah, literally, light bulb moment There's the a top. massive screen right there <laughs> collecting dust. So a big thing was, you know, how do you view all your people and just get a biggest, cheapest, honestly, biggest, cheapest TV screen you can possibly get, mm-hmm. it, depending on the class size, right, in a sense. Right. But that was a big thing that we got over because, you know, if you, you know, our job is our eyes, you know, our eyes and our brain. If we can't see something, then we can't really correct it. You know, so seeing human movement, I think, is, is the biggest um, advantage that we have. In a sense, but if you can't see it, then you can't use that advantage. So a huge monitor is super important. And uh, cool thing is, you can pick one of those up now these days for a few hundred bucks. Yeah, pretty pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. Well, and even like what I was saying when I was back home for not like back back home, but when I was at my house here for that first month of quarantine, just get an HDMI cable if you already have a TV. Yeah. I just plugged it in my regular TV. Right, exactly. Right in, like right in front of me. Right, you don't have need a new anyone. TV. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're, people already own a TV mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have if you have a screen available, if you have, and it, I mean, I, I'm assuming you do it like a projector. Like if you have a little projector screen, sure. you've been doing like a little family movie night mm-hmm. throughout all this craziness. Use that. Use something. But like, be creative. Like yeah. be on your toes, ready to adjust and adapt. Yeah, as a coach, buy a new TV screen. If right, you're right, a right. Client, no, use the TV screen you got. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if a coach, even if you're like, hey, I, that's true. I, just, ah, I yeah. can't. Like it's just it's hitting me hard, dude. Okay, whatever TV you have, make that work. Like figure out a way to make that work. Use yeah. that whatever biggest screen you got accessible to. Yeah. And here's the thing, like I never thought I would say because like I am like anti cable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm all about streaming, oh, like yeah. as much as possible. So when I say cut the cable, it's like, no, nah, this time you need a cable. <laughs> like, yeah, this, no this kind of taught me like streaming things from like your, from your, you know, Mac to your air, to your Apple TV and things like that. Like, no, nah, you want direct connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, it's kind of reminding me like we're in a high tech zone of this, of, of this world, but there's nothing that beats a direct connection. So I recommend that people like, if you're streaming something, if you're having problems, that's probably the issue. Because well, there's so many Bluetooth things. Like, yeah, so many Bluetooth, so much just like going across. Like, if you have, I think, uh, Mitch, myself, you, CJ, all have AirPods. Right. And yeah, that was point, another, yeah. We've got you're like, yo, whoa, 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 hold on. Mm-hmm. What, his AirPods are connected to mine, I'm connected to him, he's connected to here, like all over the place. And then Kalina, no AirPods, she was fine. 
Is it, okay, so something's going on with like this specific product. Mm. Get rid of that. Go directly input in. No issue. No issues. Right. Yeah, so. like this wireless age. Like if you want to go super wireless, which I was all about. Yeah, I definitely love so cool. less of the hard. I know it's so cool. Just put <laughs> on the earpods. You got your mic. You got your speakers. You're dialed, but it's it's not that simple. Right. It's not that simple. One day. One day. It'll but, get there. But but not yet. Right. Yeah, make sure you get like that troubleshoot first, understand, hey, there's going to be like the crossfire of all the Bluetooth signals. I don't even know how that stuff works, but however the Bluetooth stuff works. Quantum physics, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's beyond me. It's beyond, it's beyond me. Just go hardline cable and you are good to go. Problem yeah. solved for the most part. Yeah, and uh, if, you're, if you're out there and you're thinking, gosh, Dan, I still have fears. You're still kind of like saying like, it's just not me. Like I'm not a virtual person. Then I would say, then what are your other alternatives? You know, what are your other alternatives? Just be real with yourself about that. You know, if you, if you have them, good, use them. If you have a gym you can go to in person, outdoor for the for the time being, then do it. Um, if you're a coach, you'd be like, nah, I'm just not good in front of a camera. I'd I'd challenge yourself, because um, that was that was me. I want to be kind of overly transparent here. And I want, for some reason, kind of want to protect my, my, myself. But when I knew that I had to get in front of the camera for making the course, because this is, that was before virtual hit, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like, I'm like 20 take Hughes here, you know? Like, oh, it took me a long <laughs> time. And uh, I, like, I do most things these days. I YouTube, like, how do you get better in front of the camera? And uh, there's this one video that popped up. And for, for you coaches that you've kind of resonated with this, it was start singing out loud in your car to work every single day. If you're not already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd have that problem if you should that already. <laughs> you know, and that was like a, this big thing. And uh, I, I tell you what, it was so like weird. Mm-hmm. But it's, you're just afraid to hear your voice all by yourself. At least that's what it was, what it was for me. Right. You need to hear yourself talk. You need to hear yourself get out there and hit those vocal cues, the <laughs> ranges that you can't hit, hit but at least note. you know. Hit you, that high <laughs> note. Throw on some like queen or something oh, to really get it going. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, that's true. I mean, like even same, same kind of thing. Not, not so much when we kind of transitioned this time, but for the most part, like speaking in front of people is not an easy thing to do. Like, again, just yeah. getting ready for what we're doing currently, this podcast. Palms were sweating. Like, hey, all right, a couple deep breaths in. Like, get the mind right. But then you're going to find once you kind of get it going, it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be. It's not like a crazy, daunting, that big just mountain in front of you. It's like a little anthill. You're going to say, hey, I just got to oh step over and just, just start. Yeah. Just start and then see where it goes. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But yeah. if it is, like, I think more people – more than not, people would be successful virtual training if they just start, just give it a try. Mm-hmm. But ask. Yeah. Ask your clients. Yeah. Or ask if you want to find a virtual trainer. Ask who, who does it. Like there's so many apps out there that like on-demand training. Now, I, want to be, I want to be clear. And maybe I should have said this a long time ago in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But like virtual training is, as we're talking about, is being coach-led live live you know yes. the coach in real time is watching you move you're watching them move and it's really it's just like being in person just it's through this screen versus on demand is like it's pre-recorded kind of what you're talking about facebook live mm-hmm. there is no client interaction it's right. not real time it can be real time for live but there's no interaction um like to me i that's like I really know that that's like the next wave of this industry is to be coach led. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel bad for a lot of those kind of traditional gyms out there that have, you know, treadmill alley and weight gyms. They're not going to go away, but I think, I think the average gym consumer is going to start saying, I need a guide. I need a, it doesn't have to be every time, but at least once a week, give me something to kind of coach me through it. And, if, and it's pretty expensive to meet. Some people want one-on-one, but it's more affordable to have that, at least that virtual, con- virtual contact in a mm-hmm. sense, because it also decreases price point. Right. You right, know, right. Because now, 
again, you, you look at all, all these businesses out there that have to afford rent, they have to afford overhead, mm-hmm. they have to afford uh, putting in a toilet in, fixing the toilet, yeah, and all those things, all those all things like stuff. that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, options out there that don't have that, and that's going to drive up margins and drive down cost. So I, I, those clients out there are like, I can't afford it, I, virtual training is going to be the, the next wave of cost reduction and accessibility. It's, just, it's just, evolving. Right. It's, it's evolving and like you're saying, like that extra set of eyes, maybe someone's been crushing their own workout routine. They've been looking up stuff. They're, you know, they're killing it. They're doing mm-hmm. really, really well. But every once in a while, that other set of eyes sees something that you're not seeing and then it adds that see. little bit of variety, like variety, that little bit of like flavor, that spice, that little bit of a kick where it's like, oh, I would have never have thought to just change, like a simple change. Mm-hmm. Like once you see it, you're like, how could I have not have thought of this? But just those extra set of eyes to be like, hey, the coach recommended try this. I've never really done this move. All right, I'm gonna try it out. And now it's like, it could be your favorite move. And all it took was just that one session. You don't gotta, you know, every day, like you're saying, once a week, once a month, whenever you can check in. Um, and like with the, having those eyes, having that virtual side of things, um, you're able to tweak. Cause like you're saying, I know you didn't say it, maybe not early enough, but like having that live, as it's happening, you are seeing it, you can change the entire dynamic of a move. Like maybe they're reaching up to one side, they're reaching down to another side. You're like, hey, actually, Let's reach that other hand, the opposite direction on this next round. So now they're like, oh, you could change stuff. I mean, between rounds, you could tweak in between rounds. It, you totally can. Right. So it's yeah. a lot of opportunities, man. Yeah. I kind of talk about, it's like, you know, you go to the, I go to the same restaurants for the most part and order the same things because mm-hmm. I'm spending the money. Right. It's kind of how I was raised. You want to get the money, you know, you want to make sure you're getting what yep. you want. And uh, luckily I uh, married someone who uh, challenged me not to do that. <laughs> It's like, oh, I don't know, like I really want that green curry because I know it's good, I know, it's, I know I'm gonna like it. And this is like, you know, sometimes you need that push. Like even if it's not the best thing, at least you, at least you like that one piece, that one flavor that drove you a different way. You know, and, I, and I, again, I wanna just emphasize it again and again and again, like virtual training is not the be all, say all in a sense, but it is something that adds a, an immense possibility to all of our lives, coach, client, whatever the case is, that honestly just keeps us healthier, happier, moving better, yep. and in a way like, ah, I just can't do it today, or I just couldn't make it happen, or I'm out of town, or my kid's sick, or my car died, or... Always, there's always gonna be a something. Right, right? You could always come up with something. Like, is, isn't that like the biggest resistance to health and fitness and wellness? Mm-hmm. Is an excuse. Yep. Get to wipe it out. And and I agree with what you're saying with like varying it up. Like myself, my sister, me and my sister are super, super close. But as for as similar we are, it's like it's opposites. <laughs> She's the one who I'm gonna get the same thing every single time. Like I know I like this this meal, this move, this whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm I wanna try something new. Cause like what if that new thing you try, what if you've never tried virtual training? You try it and you like it way better. What if you've never coached online, you try it. And like I do, like, I'm not saying I like it way better. I love both, but like virtual has now become like second nature for me. So you try something new and you, who knows, you might hate it, then you're done. Yeah. You might love it, now you're on. Right. And you're just, you got that fire going. So yeah, try new stuff. Definitely try new stuff. Always keep it interesting. I like it. <laughs> well, let's end it there. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Hey, thank you very much, brother. Of course, man, I of course. It. Stoked I was on here. <laughs> Hey y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please share it with your fitness obsessed friends and peers who are also navigating this world of fitness and trying to succeed to the trends and misinformation. As you guys can see, this podcast is basically a masterclass for trainers wanting to level up in their coaching skills and their fitness business model. Relaunches in 2020 because you and your fitness tribe deserve to see an unfiltered look at all the aspects of what it takes to stand out as a next generation coach and build a successful fitness business. So share it far and wide. And please, when you do, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this screen and share it to your social media accounts and use the hashtag gymnasio podcast. That's hashtag gymnasio podcast. That way we can see you and share your post with our audience. And finally, when you're ready to go to the next level as a coach or in your business and to reach more people, please go check out gymnasioedu.com. We have put together the best 90 day coaching program on the market for trainers wanting to become 
a masterful practitioner and build a business that gives them the freedom and impact. So let us help you do just that. We have online training and one-on-one coaching to guide you through a full 90-day certification. We even get you training our clients live because it's always better to work out your kinks on someone else's clients than yours. But we promise you this, your clients will be blown away by the transformation our program will help you make. You'll be masterful at a whole new level and part of an incredible community of coaches worldwide taking their skills to the next level. So if you thought today's episode had some fire to it, and inspired you to take action, wait until you see what we deliver on this program. So just go to gymnasioedu.com and we'll see you on the other side. Remember that turning your passion for fitness into transformation and sustainable business is critical to reaching the people and lives you were put on earth to help. It matters and truly can make an impact in other people's lives. So I hope you do that. Keep sharing your passion. 